and welcome back to another episode of Red Thread Podcast. I am your host, the Royal We, Randy. On this week's episode, I got with Mr. Seb Santi. He was cool enough to come on. Uh, this is somebody that he listened to, to me on uh, My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. I caught him on there. And we kind of uh, clicked up to, co- or, or co- what do you call it, cooperate or uh, come together on this episode. So I'm really stoked, uh, as you can probably tell, <laughs> a little bit kind of like nerve-wracked on how to explain it uh, because we've become uh, pretty good friends uh, since speaking on this episode so it's pretty awesome stuff um i know you all are going to dig the energy we get into consciousness aliens the control system i mean you know all the basics right so we dig into all that stuff and uh you know maybe we've got uh some content in here that's going to maybe answer some questions for you if you have uh, questions about the astral realm and what a you know astral travel situation might be like that's all included in here so there's really a lot to dig through stoked to get this out uh once again you know i apologize for the delay getting anything out over the last month it's been really heavy really hard stuff going on in my life so uh you know i dig and appreciate all of your guys's patience and um you know thank you for allowing me the process of growth that this podcast uh kind of facilitates so uh again much appreciation and love to everybody out there uh and without further delay uh, mr seb sandy Okay. And welcome to Red Thread Podcast. I'm Random Randy. And today I've got Seb. What's going on, Seb? I'm horrible at introductions and all that. But if you want to tell folks a little bit about yourself, kind of who you are uh, up front here, and we can get rolling right along. Right on, Randy. Stoked to be here talking with you, dude. Really, really, really happy. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I, I just recently moved to Hawaii. I've, I've lived, um, this is kind of returning home for me. I was born here and lived here, you know, till I was about 10 or 11 and lived all over the Northwest. Um, ever since, um, I, it's hard to, it's, I mean, it's hard to introduce myself, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> right on. Uh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll let know, the folks know, uh, that, that I heard you on, on Mark's podcast after you'd reached yeah. out to me, uh, let me know that you had also heard me on Mark's podcast. So that's a pretty cool yeah. kind of way to way for folks to meet out there, uh, is through this podcasting and kind of, uh, why broader dialogue kind of situation going on through that. But, um, but yeah, so Seb reached out to me. He's a, a fellow, I guess you'd call it sync, secretist, uh, you know, syncretist mystic, uh, you know, kind of thing, right? Like we're just yeah. kind of uh, going through the journey of life here and uh, and now we've connected. So it's it's a new chapter and and that's what we're here for today. Is it, That's that's going my rundown. The, <laughs> going through the journey of, of disillusionment, uh, getting rid of the illusions, breaking through to uh, greater truths and realizations and what an amazing journey i to be on i just feel Absolutely. so grateful for it and feel, feel so grateful to meet with like minds where you know uh it really is just so so rare even many of my best friends of of so long you know we can only get to a point of me kind of unpacking my bags of of, <laughs> of how i see the world now before they're like oh you know right that's yeah enough. screeching halt so, right yeah for sure dude so like, for sure it's, like it's always said, a pleasure you know, like yeah Mark dude said on his uh podcast on his intro he's like you know 
so I can't talk to them. So I'm talking to you and it's kind of like therapy, you know, for sure, dude, without yeah. a doubt, without a doubt, man. Yeah. Um, you know, since I, I made the conscious decision to start reaching out and, and connecting with folks that recognize the journey that they're on, you know, um, recognize the, the kind of very deep alchemical process that we're all going through. Right. Um, because, you know, you get to a certain point and you're like, all right, I'm a conspiracy theorist or I'm a truther or whatever. And then you can get bogged into fighting that battle, you know, that very material kind of level, base level battle of like, you mm-hmm. know, going going to your school uh, council meeting, you know, very material sure, base level stuff. Sure. Right. And a lot of people do. They get caught up into the, oh, you know, this and that, you know, hot news cycle item or hidden news cycle item, this laptop, this whatever gate and whatever, they get involved in it and caught up in in this very 3D kind of thing, you know, that's going on and Mm -hmm. and, and thereby kind of, I don't want to say, but like kind of ignoring the alchemy that's supposed to happen within themselves, right? Because you're too busy looking at this agreed upon reality and and not going, okay, well, how does this... That's the whole entire goal of the of the you know false reality is to just constantly distract us and suck us into its paradigm which is totally an antichrist kind of paradigm paradigm when you know totally divorced from the nature and the reality of what we're here to do and become in ourselves you know our own our own alchemical growth process. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And, and, you know, just out of curiosity, I mean, I know uh, that for me, one of the biggest pieces missing from, you can call it like uh, Judaism or Christianity is the understanding of, of the cycle, you know, of things Uh, that particular set of beliefs doesn't have this cyclical belief system. It's very linear. Um, So you don't have any mentions of, any uh, type of reincarnation or resurrection aside from the one that, that no, we know about. Right. They've so stripped, they've stripped them, stripped it of all of that. While, while at the same time, you know, kind of also dividing, uh, you know, everybody uh, down the different, different, you know, different dividing lines, the Pentecostal, the, you know, I mean, you name it, there's what 150 different sects of, you know, what they say is the one true, you know, religion, and they say it for all religions, right? Like, of this course. is the one true belief system. But uh, there was a word I was listening to uh, Santos Spinacci yesterday, right? Talking about mm-hmm. syncretism and and how, you know, you can be a mystic, right? But until you become a syncretist and you, and you start seriously looking at all of these angles, like kind of and, and taking and piecing together, you know, bits from all different angles, Eastern, Western, different philosophies, you start tying these all together. Only then can you really kind of see what the true nature of this like beast is, right? Like this control system kind of beast that we all kind of reside in. Um, and, and then you start going, well, all right, at a certain point, you can, yeah, fight the school board meetings, go to city hall and do all that. Uh, you spend your whole life doing that and more on you, you know, power to you if you're that guy doing that stuff. But uh, ultimately, if you're so caught in that moment or that argument that you're unable to grow as a person, like you're just kind of putting off the inevitable, like alchemy of the whole situation. And um, 
you know, it's hard, it's hard to get past that point where you have to swallow the lump in your throat and go, everything is fucked. Uh, you know, I'm super black pilled and I'm depressed. Um, but if you're fortunate, like, like I believe that some of us are in looking into these truths and, um, looking into the less understood kind of aspects, whether it's like Bigfoot or UAPs or like ghostly phenomena, right? Like all these very kind of personal things that happen to people. Um, and this was like the most fascinating thing for me about Bigfoot was that almost everybody you talk to has a very deep hearted response to like this creature, right? Like they feel it in their heart or they feel uplifted by it. There's a lot of kind of very like spiritual phenomenon going along with that. Um, same thing with like mediumship, uh, clairvoyance, like there's this very kind of light essence that we're just not told about through this whole broader kind of material thing going on, you know? So it's super easy, dude. Like I almost lost myself to getting disheartened, you know, after oh, yeah. seeing the state of the world and like, like, dude, how do you, how do you divorce from that? You know what I mean? Like without seeming like a prude or something to most people, <laughs> it's like, you know, once you, once you break away from that control system, you're like, all right, I'm not going to participate, you know, as much as possible, right. On a daily basis. Um, mm -hmm. and, and you kind of stop feeding into it but it's still going on around you. You know what I mean? It's still affecting everybody else that you see around you. Um, so that's, it's just like this weird place for us to kind of be stuffed into right? Like, especially currently, you know, like man, back in the nineties, it was pretty chill to live, you know, like you didn't have the man coming for all your civil liberties yet. <laughs> and, uh, and now you do. So it's just like, uh, kind of a turning up of the heat and the fire, you know, like uh, the frogs will boil oh, a little sure. bit more quickly right now or something. But yeah, uh, for sure. yeah that's, that's been the, the hardest part for me has been to divorce my, my heart from all of the stuff going on in the world, you know, um, um, sure, and not, it, not get too black pilled while at the same time. I mean, I find the journey of, of waking up to all the deception and all the trickery and all the, um, which is a very kind of black pill path to be walking. Um, you know, I find it very freeing though, because, uh, at the same time, you know, um, I, I feel very lucky. Like I, I think that a lot of people get really into conspiracy theory in this process of waking up, um, for me in my path, what I feel fortunate about is that I, I went really hard into, uh, pursuing kind of a spiritual path first, you know, um, uh, I think when I was about 19, I read autobiography of the Yogi, um, by Paramahansa Yogananda. And that really impacted me. And I, I went and lived at the self-realization fellowship, which he had started for a few, uh, for a little while. Um, and there were still many of the like old, um, devotee monk guys that, that awesome. learned directly from him and they're really powerful, um, individuals. And so I, I kind of, yeah, I just kind of really, I, um, I think that really in this, in this world where like, it's really tries in every way to limit our options. It's like, um, like your choices are either go to college or don't go to college and that's going to define your whole life. Um, I think that it's that limiting of our options that is so detrimental and, and 
And we can't, it's very natural and and easy to understand that you can feel so trapped with when the, when your options are so limited, but to understand greater truth and spiritual truth is um, really does expand our sense of, of options and opportunity then into things that we didn't even know were, would be, could be possible for us, you know? Um, and um, they are, you know, yeah, there's just so, so I think that that, that, that awareness and that growth for me and that process, that journey has really like helped me to not be ultra black pilled, even though, yeah, it's heartbreaking and heart wrenching. Right. For sure. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I I had a piece of spirituality in place before I started digging too hard into the conspiracy, you know, a a little bit of Eastern, a little bit of Western kind of this conglomerate, you know, that I created of understanding within myself. And I think that's important also for everybody is to have, you know, your own core uh, of understanding of belief of faith, whatever you want to call it. Um, that should be uniquely you, you know? And I I think that this is the problem that we see is you have this like uniformitarian, uniformitarianism of, of, of belief and understanding, right. And everybody understands and feels and sees and experiences at a, at a different level, a different, you know, vibration or different frequency um, and absorbs and takes in from their surroundings also differently. Right. So yes. why, why is there this massive push to across millions of people instill the identical ideology and understanding of something beyond, you know, your physical self. So there's like this move of a, like a blanket solution for this. Right. And, um, and I mean, that's just kind of been the case. So like you look a, back like at, a, just a monotheistic nonsense, you know, or just a one and size think, fits all, right. One size yeah. fits all. Um, but just enough of these different kind of groups that you can still have fighting, you know, yeah, be- okay. between the two and whatever. Right. Like um, a lot of people are talking about this one world government going to have a one world religion. But if you look at the division of religion and how it has served them, you know, to create war and create animosity and create all these problems. I don't think we're going to see like a true one world kind of religion movement. Well, Um, honestly, in in all honesty, I think that it's already in place and a lot of people don't see what it is. I think that it is, um, it's, it's, it's a atheistic, um, outer space religion that is all right. The science, science, uh, scientism, or yeah, it's like a scientism. The the priests are these astronauts and astros. These, these same sun worshipers from, from Egypt, right? Like these, these same uh, priestly and utterly lying about everything. And, and so, um, so, I mean, I think that that in a way, if you look at it, you know, that is the new religion and all the kind of just the, the, the unreligion, you know, the, the, yeah, uh, the, the diet, the, the, the diet of, religion, yeah, the myth, the, <laughs> religion the, the, zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fear of God, wrath, the fear of God's wrath has been replaced with like global warming and, and raising of the sea and all these, all these, um, fear of asteroids, you know, right, that's like China creating a brand new sun that could explode and wipe out everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a totally, um, it's a totally materialistic, um, devoid of any spiritual reality. Um, when you die, your body just rots in the grave. You have no soul. Yeah. That YOLO. You only live religion, once. 
that is the new religion of the new world order. So and do they you, have been creating it over the last hundred years to right. Well, and look at Christianity, it. right? Like they had it, had it whittled down all the other Eastern religions for the most part, aside from like Islam, you know, uh, Christianity and pretty much Judaism, like all the Eastern religions are very heavily invested in reincarnation and like this idea of a cycle, like a cyclical process that, that happens, you know, yeah. in the micro and the macro, but when you get over to Western religion. So I think they've been slowly removing things from this equation for a very long time, because when you start moving West, you start getting to where like people are, are less and less empowered personally. There's more and more kind of a uh, rule over like physical actions as opposed to, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, moral uh, compass it's it's more sure. of like a very kind of like uh you know you won't eat meat on friday or you will or will not do these things physically okay um so there's more of that and then you have more of like the detachment from nature first of all the different um personal personifications of nature that used to be the the lesser gods those are removed you know so you have less reverence for any of those things that those gods represented you know um whether it be water and nature or the the birds of the air. Like, so you just lose reference for those when you don't have this uh, it, like intentional kind of focus on these items. So, you know, I, I think that like people often they'll look at these like many God situations, you know, with the lesser gods, the God of birds or the God of this. Right. And, and they'll see it as kind of like a paganistic kind of thing. But I think it's important to note that humanity, like us as people, um, we need to have a personification or an icon or a logo to focus our intention on when we're thinking about these specific things in order to cause a shift in the universe, you know, like, and I think this is the part that's hidden from us is our intention and our focus on these specific areas was what kind of kept them in line and kept everything kind of flowing more seamlessly. And then once you had this group come in and say, listen, we want to absorb all of the intent going to these different processes. And, okay. uh, and then you are going to focus your intent on this entity that we create in this book for you, L or, you know, whatever. And I, I might get bitched out for this episode, just talking about, you know, the God, God, and, you know, Almighty versus L versus Anki, right? Like there's all these different kind of shifts of like the focus of the masses. Um, and I think that that's for like a specific reason, because maybe there is a specific entity like Anki, right? And, and through having these people adore this entity, maybe it's not in our physical realm, but it nonetheless exists. If there's intention, energy going out towards it, uh, that could very well just create the entity, right? So <laughs> it's a focal point and they've shifted the focal point of all the worship and all of the attention throughout the years from the different aspects of nature, which at one point, you know, humanity revered everything equally, kind of, you know, you had your your kind of subgroup that you'd be like, all right, a priest for this sect or a priestess, uh, you know, for this other sect, but you had a very specific kind of area that you were like, directing your intention for now today you have outer space right this vacuum this void our universe is a giant void of nothing right of absolute nothing so utterly just 
nothing. <laughs> so you have this intention, right? Of all these people focusing their intention on this void. Yeah. So, totally. so like, what does that do when like, where's that intention going? You know what I mean? Like there's something to this is, um, you know, when I was presented with the um, modernly accepted universe model as a child, um, I looked at the books, there were these books that showed, you know, this is the size of the sun and this is, and they explained outer space. And I was like, hey, <laughs> what do you, oh, you're looking, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Did So for yeah. me, for no, me, like, it was a very I, kind of a lonely that, feeling looking at that it stuff. It was terrifying. Right. Yeah, it, exactly. It was absolutely horrifying um, because the whole that's just it created this this sense and this feeling of of such unbelievable powerlessness like you could just get smudged out like so easily and 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 tied in with that was about asteroids and there was all these dinosaurs and they all got destroyed by an asteroid that could happen it, it was right. a it was a a literal yeah just terrifying um whole paradigm to be to be spoon-fed no doubt and, no doubt for sure and i think that's you know i think that's the goal of of our society is, is this kind of trauma-based mind control to put us into and trauma and what by whatever means necessary for sure. Um, but I mean, do you think that that energy, uh, when people are focusing on like this void, do you, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, do you think that the void could be a representation for, you know, the unbeing or the unam that, that is what people refer to as kind of the devil or Satan or darkness. So do you think like by focusing on this void itself, you know, th that we're feeding that, energy to the helps. abyss. Do you think that that, well, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's just, I think there's only, see, there's not, there's not, um, a real antithesis of, I think it's very important for people to understand because we've been so mind fucked by religion and right. And right. Like the personification it, of evil. Kind yeah. Of thing. It's very important for people to understand that there is no antithesis to light that darkness cannot stop the light. You put, you take a whole stadium full of darkness and you put one little candle in the middle of it the darkness does not gang up and attack the light and snuff it out right you yeah no I doubt mean? for sure and for so sure it's so important for people to understand these realities as so that because the only thing that like the only way that we can be stopped is by blocking ourselves by a belief that we are being overcome you know what i mean it's 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 all really like it's all really like we, if we buy into certain storylines, then we are literally hypnotizing ourselves. We're accepting the hypnosis. For and sure. So, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I'm with that. I was, I was accepting my hypnosis for a lot of years, you know, oh, and we, it all took, we all, we it, it, it's, and it's, it's crazy. Um, man, just, just how ingenious and thorough, like this entire kind of processes. Well, I was just wondering about that though, because you know, your energy has to go somewhere. Right. And if you're not focusing on like, you know, in my opinion, this like kind of circuit that we live in this electrical kind of phenomenon that is reality, right? Like diamagnetism and magnetism combined. That's where we are. Um, so like, if you're not focusing on a system like that, that is what's around you and you're just focusing on this void of space, 
like your energy has to go somewhere, you know? And, and I, I feel like it's just it's leaving people this, up. right. Like it's just, you're just an open siphon at that point. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Just feeding into commercialism because you're going to go and you're going to buy your, you know, NASA hoodie at Walmart. Right. Cause you're I mean, totally into space. Explains, I think it completely <laughs> explains the just profound kind of apathy that that we can see like all over the place like the disconnect that when you try to approach somebody with like maybe flat earth for example you get that i mean aside from the fluoride we all know what the fluoride's doing and aspartame and all that you know delicious stuff that yeah uh, titanium dioxide you know all these things that dude i did not realize what was going into my body until i started looking for heavy metals on the ingredients list um, oh yeah, you, you know and, at a certain point, not, and that's not even considering you know um, glyphosate. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like we really. And yeah, I live in the I, Midwest, so glyphosate is in the water around here. You know, it is in everything. It's in everything, yeah. everywhere, anyway. Um, you know, uh, but I try to do myself a service and drink you know distilled water occasionally to kind of flush that stuff out. But something mm-hmm. I noticed when I first started getting into like pondering and. Uh, some people can call it meditating, right? Um, I've never had like an essentially like an out of body kind of astral projection experience yet. Um, some of that I feel is because of some fears maybe that I have going on or I'm just not prepared to as of yet for whatever reason. So I'm I'm accepting that and growing. But uh, so like in looking into wanting to expand my mind and connect with this more that is the universe right this this epic more around us everywhere all the time yeah um i started looking at these heavy metals and things like all right what am i eating oh this is fruit dip it has titanium dioxide in it you know (laughs) do i really need that what's that doing to me and like after a while i kind of i must have gotten a lot of these things out of my body um because it seemed like i was able to sit down and almost immediately kind of focus on my energy flow and start actually feeling a kind of balance. So once I realized that I actually had an impact on my energy flow, I started to realize that all this black pill stuff that I'd been looking into, you know, cause I didn't do the spiritual digging kind of at first. It was, it was after I got to the point where I was so black pilled, thought it was such a shit show and there was no hope that I pretty much almost did myself in, but luckily I came to and woke up in that process and started taking care of myself and focusing my intention on understanding what's going on in this place uh, and kind of learning to flow with it, you know, and, and appreciate the different things that are going on and maybe not get so heartbroken over the little things that are curveballs just to try to know, you know, like, okay, this is something apparently I have to go through. What can I gather from this? You know, what strength can I demonstrate here? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, because, because ultimately I feel like I want to look back when I hit that, you know, that end point and it's like, all right, review, it's going to be me reviewing myself. You know what I mean? And I think that a lot of people, if they would understand that it's, it's you who you're responsible to, you know what I mean? When you move on, uh, you're answering to yourself. Did you do, did you do a sufficient enough job that you would be accepting of it? Or are you, are you going to want to do it over? Right. Like, yeah. I mean, and I think that that is, that is a lot of time in, in, um, in the process of death and realizing that you're not actually dead. Um, and then reviewing your life. That is the kind of, um, 
hell, the only hell that really exists. And I think that, you know, people, it's like in, in the, in the kind of Hindu, um, uh, origin story of the, um, how elephants are tied to a little tiny stake in the ground when they're young and they, they try and try to pull themselves loose, but they can't because they're so small. But then when they grow up and they become a full-size elephant, they're still believing that they're stuck in place and they can't just walk off from that little tiny stake in the ground. They could just pull it out easily. And I think that, you know, a metaphor, uh, a great metaphor like that, I think that that's what people a lot of times realize and, you know, is that, um, you know, once, once they, once you're an adult and you're, you're, you're not uh, a powerless kind of child at the whim of what everyone else is telling you to do. Um, it's very much like that, you know, and I, I think that people don't actualize their own power and abilities. Right. I I think that that's a lot of what people kind of consider, you know, uh, when I was growing up, you had this phrase, uh, a midlife crisis, you know, everybody's dad, when he hit about 35 or 40 was going through this midlife crisis, right. Would run out and buy a Corvette, you know, and, um, and then pick up a, a pick up a hot chick, you know, for ride for the, the a summer, year, right? Yeah, <laughs> like a ghost chasing. Yeah, a dude. You know, uh, back in the early '90s, out there wearing op short shorts, you know, a thing from the '80s, but rocking them hard because he's in a midlife yeah, crisis. Sure. So you had like this this whole thing, right? But like this is about the time, uh, you know. I'm I'm looking back at that, and I'm hitting about that age, almost going to be 40 here. You know, a couple years looking at at what friends of mine's parents and possibly my dad were going through in this midlife scenario. And that's right where I am. And this is right at the same time that everything starts to kind of show its, show its face, whether it's like uh, UAPs or like UFOs phenomenon I have experience with Um, clairvoyant or clairaudient type of phenomenon. Your, your UFO experience of kind of calling it to, you yeah, it's it's really <laughs> it's really it's so weird. Cool. Man. I love I, uh, I love that because I I that's been a big thing in my life too. I mean, I've I've seen these lights in the sky so many times, you know. And even just last night, I saw one um, that that uh, it just you know I always feel a great sense of kind of like I don't. It helps me feel like not alone because because I'm like for sure they're there yeah. almost sending me a message of like hi right. and, and i mean dude if you can go out and and essentially will these things to show up and to demonstrate their kind of cognizance because like i and i've had a couple of friends uh shout out to to lehman uh, over there at the hypnagogic tourist he had an experience one night that he did the same thing he, he went on this app or you know um pulled up these tones and this meditation did this thing and then was able, you know, these lights presented themselves to him too. So like the old school way of thinking for me kind of prior to digging into spirituality and all of this, like, you know, we'll call it like fourth and fifth dimensional side of things. Uh, you know, I, I was like kind of black pilled out by the aliens, underground bases, blah, blah, blah. This whole popular spin on aliens, X-Files, okay. you know, fire in the sky. You know Fucking what I mean? Whitley Schreiber, dude. The shit we we we. You know Whitley Schreiber? Oh, I I don't think so. 
Whitley Stryber kind of took over coast to coast from Art Bell. Oh, and okay. he, wrote, he, he really authored a lot of the whole gray alien abduction thing. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I can't say without with beyond, but I think it's a lot of a load of you shit. Know, and, or here's the thing for me about the gray aliens. I know that they have genetic capability. I have a, I have this suspect suspecting kind of belief that this is why all the history was rewritten just after the 1750s was because there was like an implantation of a genetically modified people uh, that were used to take over the earth, similar to the clone wars and star Wars. Hmm. <laughs> and, the, and that this is what the nod is too. you know, the war of 1812, the revolutionary, all of these wars were part of this bigger thing where these, uh, these people in one way or another were being bred to be a war machine and to take everything over. And, um, mm. you know, it's, it's kind of weird because it, it looks a lot like when you have the, the cognate, uh, you know, the Genghis Khan, how he would take something over, assimilate the men into his army and then use those civilians to take over the next thing. You know, there was a lot of that going on back in the Genghis Khan times. And with all of the hype on like Tartaria pushing of that name title as this old world civilization and learning that Genghis Khan was like this conqueror, right. And went and took everything over. I don't think he ever stopped. I think that the people in charge now are the offshoots of this cognate, right. Yeah. Um, And and that they never stopped taking anything over. That's why they want everyone to sing sing songs about Tartaria right now, because that was their old thing that the previous civilization, which would have been probably the actual French that were, you know, behind Napoleon, if Napoleon was even a a real guy. Right. Um, But these Mm -hmm. actual French and Europeans that were fighting back, you know, with all Mm -hmm. their steampunk tech and everything else, they were fighting back against this Tartaria. Right. Like, and then somehow in history, like it usually does, it gets flipped around. And now we're looking at it going, oh, this peaceful, you know, culture was was Tartaria. Like it's got the stamp now of approval, Tartaria, uh, one mm-hmm. world, you know what I mean, culture. And, and I think that that's on purpose. You know, I really do. I think that that's right where, you know, the the thought, the thought dictators want us to go with those thoughts is like, OK, attribute it to something that we we're in charge of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I think that that's, what's going on with that. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that like people as a whole prior to, I don't know, probably like the 1500s or the 1400s were very different and were very keyed in spiritually, you know? Um, and, and then I think like with the advent of technology, you see a lot of very weird photos of like the 1800s of like what people call specters or spirits caught in these electric machines. Sure. They look Photoshopped a lot of them, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe this is based on a real thing. And, you know, same thing with Ghostbusters. Maybe they figured out how to trap these things right <laughs> in within electric fields. And this is why the peace was around the earth. Cause they trapped these energies somehow could be right. You never know, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but uh, anyway, they have this, they had this understanding of the soul and, And kind of, um, I think reincarnation was more well understood as kind of just the thing, the wheel of time, you know, is, is written into a lot of literature. So I think there was this vast understanding of what things were. Um, people knew their, their kind of power, um, and they demonstrated this a lot through technology, 
But when technology got to a certain point and they're able to harness things like electricity in like a crazy profound way and it got super steampunk, uh, I think that there must have been a group that was like, listen, we want we want this. <laughs> we want all of this. And it, and it was this merchant class, you know, that was seeing yeah. seeing the things travel from from right to left, left to right. And they were helping facilitate that movement of goods. I think they just at some point or they were like usurped by lizard people. Who knows? Right. Like <laughs> ultimately, we don't yeah. know the lizard people. Things gained a lot of traction. I kind of doubt it just because of that. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think maybe you know, it's, that's it's a representation. David, I, you, you you follow these ideas back to their creators, you know, and then you just have to you have to look at the look at the creator and make your own decision on whether or not you know there's truth and validity to these things. But I mean, as far <laughs> as like as far as picking your channel, as far as like what I I I. I can look, I look at all that stuff and go, Hmm, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? You know? Right. But, but I think that the great, the greater truths and the more where we can glean more out of like, for me, uh, definitely personal experience. And we could get into some of that. I'd love to talk about, but really, I think that one of the biggest like hidden secrets. Oh, you muted buddy. <laughs> you muted yourself. <laughs> Our view is that these spaceships, these—they're uh, not aliens; they're humans, right? Yeah, you no know. Doubt. And 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 so there is a higher conscious humanity um, that is not like trapped in this, um, like like as we talked about this this realm being a school, a soul school, or a soul prison. Um, or what, whatever doesn't matter. I'd prefer to call it a school, but I think that, you know, there are these <laughs> other brothers and sisters, um, who are act as angels or guides, or, you know, they're, they're, they're way beyond our level of what we understand in, you know, and, um, and yeah, can travel around it. And so I think that, I think that all of that, and you you see it everywhere as far as like the the bullshit stories, as far as where did the pyramids come from, you know, like just all this all this megalithic stuff that in the in the world that is just kind of glossed over by ninety nine percent of everyone, and where we accept total ridiculous stories is how those how those megalithic structures came to be. Um, well, they were done by humans, you know, um, and when when humanity had probably at times when humanity had a higher technology and a higher spiritual like um awareness and that did not involve slavery or you know total objectification or usury of of um of each other of others and um so yeah i think that you know it's like the, the biggest conspiracy is is that is that is that there have been other really high points of humanity and and spiritual awareness and um all good qualities um and and that, that it's still here right now you know like when i see this spaceship up in the sky i fully believe that those are humans because you know in in one of my audio out of body experiences um i i was out 
when it left my body and went outside and, and it was nighttime and I saw a ship in the sky and I was able to go right up to it because I didn't have the limitations of being in my physical body. And, um, and on that ship, I met, um, a, what I would definitely call like a, a master or ascended master guy. Um, and, um, yeah, it was just a very, very awesome and beautiful experience, you know? Um, so, so yeah, I just think that that, that, you know, in the sense of like the saying, like, we're not alone, like we're definitely, definitely not alone. Um, but it's not like, it's, it's way cooler. It's way cooler than like that. There's like little weird, creepy gray aliens. (laughs) Right. No doubt. I'm with you on that, man. When I had my experience or something. Yeah. My experience was very uplifting. I mean, very exciting. Just, I was jazzed, but you know, I went out there with the intention to encounter you know, peacefully, these, these kind of others, you know what I mean? Um, these other consciousness. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, I went out and and I was able to, and it was, it was crazy blessing because it was before I started, you know, podcast or really reaching out to other people to talk about this kind of thing. It kind of, you know, it hit the nail on the head and, and kind of finished up the, the (laughs) finished up the construction project on what I was doing next. You know what I mean? It just was like, okay, you're going to start looking into more of this because you have this incredibly profound yet very like simple experience, right? Like lights above in the sky, like could be anything. Um, you know, the, the, like, like I was about to say earlier, the black pilled side of me, uh, was trying to convince me that maybe, you know, Starlink has a bunch of balloons up there and they're reading my psi waves and they are shooting lights off of, you know, the real project blue beam in order to convince yeah. me that spirituality is real. But then I started looking at this and going, all right, dude, let's look at the MO of this control structure, right? When have they ever, ever wanted to implement a spiritual understanding in anybody? Like, all right, first of all, they, they, they sort it all out into mystery schools, quote, you know, in quotation marks, yeah, mystery yeah, yeah. schools, they sort all those out, divide all them up. If you're lucky, you will uh, be born into a family that's part of the mystery schools, and you will learn this very small piece of philosophy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it becomes pretty clear, like I'm still just, you know, a scholar, a learner in all of these different aspects of life, but it's pretty clear after just looking into the secret teachings of the ages and other books that everything was rebranded, restamped, reschooled, renamed and sorted into more and more different little groups that all essentially follow the same thing. They follow the same, you know, basically the, um, the reverence of everything that is first of all, materially, and also the reverence of the concepts behind everything that is. So it's very basic stuff. Really. You have light and the darkness, the polarity, the duality that we have, you have, usually the six, the six to 12 different aspects of the given whole, you know, the, the G and the Masons, for example, or the all seeing eye symbolizing the one, the rays coming out of the all seeing eye representing the aspects or the archangels or the demiurge and the different archons. Right. So it's a different language, but it's all the same thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All of it. So like at a certain point, it's like, dude, why, why is everybody arguing about this? Like if everybody understands <laughs> that it's just kind of a, a layman's blueprint for the universe, 
um, but they know that they cannot, you cannot physically prove, you know, these existences of these other kind of aspects um, to your average person. Anyway, for, for me, like quantum theory, um, atomic, you know, physics, a lot of this really weird kind of physics that has popped up kind of demonstrates other dimensions to a certain degree, because apparently we're calculating things and sending video through another dimension because it's, it's happening in real time. So we are circumventing the time scenario, you know, to get to each other, to talk to each other right now. So Mm -hmm. that, that demonstrates to me at least one other dimension, you know what I mean? That, that we're able to kind of toy with. Um, So that's suggestive of yet a different on another level, higher vibrational kind of field, the astral plane. And it's interesting talking to you and, and you having kind of experience in comprehending that place. Um, while I kind of know that it's there, um, am able to kind of access like snippets of like, of inspiration. You know, I think that that's, you know, a lot of people need to understand that inspiration comes from the astral or, you know, the, the semi-spiritual kind of realm that, that exists around our energetic body, you know, that our energetic Mm -hmm. body pulls from, um, but not everybody has the ability uh, right out of the gate anyway, to, to kind of astral project. And like, like you were saying, leave your body and, and go and visit, you know, a craft. Um, So, so about the craft, like when you uh, approach this craft, when you're in your astral form, and you like approach it and, and like go in. Um, I'm curious about like the, did you get a feeling that like the craft itself was its own kind of uh, entity? Like, did it? No, I, I didn't really. Uh, it just looked like a really bright light as I got closer and closer to it. I, and um, I kind of just saw it up in the way up in the sky. And I, and I asked to, to go, up there oh, so you, you add you communicate with your your guides yeah in order i to communicated help. yeah I, I communicated like okay yes like please take me there kind of right and i i got taken up really really quickly and as i was looking up at it it is just kind of like a really bright light that got closer and closer and i just kind of came up that's crazy right that's awesome <laughs> and the the craft was just like on the inside it was just like one all that i saw was like one room um and it just it had it was kind of comfortable it had almost seemed like a carpeted floor or something it was just kind of cozy that's crazy and, um, you know all the stuff they show us in sci-fi always has spaceships and things like compartmentalized like you're always running through this hallway you know to get to this sure, little sure. room but like a lot of what i've heard from experiences um especially in this astral kind of uh, we'll just say, you know, craft experience, right? Um, mm-hmm. There, it's always a very like expansive, very welcoming, like essentially one room. There's never any mm-hmm. crazy like uh, experiments and shit going on. Like you hear <laughs> with the grays, right? You hear a lot of yeah, yeah, weird yeah. poking, prodding, and you yeah. know, inserting and stuff. You don't ever hear yeah. that with the astral kind of thing. Although you have left your body back, you know, down here, so maybe yeah. that has something to do with it. But. Uh, Man, so that's wild. So just a very kind of cozy place to be, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. And the the master guy was kind of seated at the at one end of the room. I was at the other back end of the room, and there was probably six, seven, eight other people there, and they were all kind of sitting on the floor, um, facing him. And uh, 
and he kind of looked at me and just basically I got the message just like sit down and observe and he was talking specifically with like these at that time with these like two uh girls young women who he was he was kind of explaining that they that they were they hadn't yet met in this lifetime but they were they were going to very soon and that their meeting would be this like really profound important friendship in their lives um and so i just got the sense that like the other people there were also you know in their spirit soul form out of their body um while their physical bodies maybe asleep in bed and um and so i kind of realized maybe you know maybe they 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 didn't real like i think that a lot of times people can will leave their body at night and have experiences but not remember it consciously when they wake up right you know um i have met several times in my and some of my out of body experiences with people that i know in this physical world um but they look differently they um they're more in their soul presence form so they'll they'll appear differently sometimes they'll appear um healthier uh maybe older more ageless and timeless right um they'll and um and so i've experienced things like that many times and but i know that they they did they don't remember that meeting i remember it you know right. i yeah I that's that's yeah that's a struggle that i, I ran mind. into early on with with the idea of of the astral realm right um cuz i've had experiences where i've interacted with with what could be called another person that i know right um but i do know that if i were to approach this conscious meat suit person right and say hey yeah. um do you recall this in, in any of your dreams or anything they would say no. And it's, it's, I, I think that the easiest way to like, look at it, well, at least for me is to look at uh, where we are right now is like within this time bubble or this time sphere, you know, we are, we are in this moment, you know, in this kind of area. Right. Um, and when you're, when you're going to this, this astral um, it's like uh, you kind of pop outside of time, you know um, I, I mean, I've had information kind of come through, that it took me like several days to kind of digest that information. Uh, you know, like, um, it's a strange sensation. So it's kind of weird to kind of like explain. Um, but one way that I heard it put, and I really like is it's like walking into a mist, um, Mm. you know, or a fog, you could kind of feel it, um, kind of the similar to the way you can feel the fog, like on your skin, uh, you know, kind of the moisture accumulating on your skin. It's kind of like that, but with, with an informational sense, I I don't know. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a very strange thing, but, um, I heard, uh, uh, Amy, the North star, she's, uh, got a podcast out there, third eye awakening. Um, I spoke with her after hearing her on, um, on tinfoil hat. And she was talking about stepping into, you know, the Akashic record and like kind of permeating this this kind of veil maybe it's the opposite of the veil of illusion that we're cast under you know it's a veil mm-hmm. of enlightenment um but mm-hmm. i've had i've had very few experiences and and kind of pressing past that that kind of thing um one of which was like so profound that i almost don't ever need to have another experience like that um mm-hmm. it was where i kind of was in the presence of what i call the voice or or the word 
Um, mm-hmm. And it was just, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced. And it told me everything that I need to know about consciousness and, you know, this existence and my place in it all without wow. ever extending a word or an image to me. It was just a sound. And, um, wow. and it was wild, but um, you know, ever since that experience, I don't have this like weight on my heart when, especially when it comes to loved ones, um, I'm kind of more open to the possibility of like, you're saying ascended masters of yeah. different, of different souls who are here to assist and to teach and to kind of uh, be kind of an overseer to the alchemy that we're doing on our souls. Right. Um, yeah. So like a lot of people in the religious circles will look at spirituality, ascended masters, um, possibly attributing, you know, Buddha and Jesus to the same grouping of ascended master. A lot of people would think that's like blasphemous, but um, I think it's important that like, we don't lose sight of the fact that we're not alone, like in this, in this battle and this experience, like we do have help. Um, Yeah. I, I think that that's like a lot of people despair very heavily in the world we live in now because they've been cut off from that understanding that, you know, the stars are consciousness the, the planets are yeah. consciousness that rock sitting next to you uh, that makes you feel better when you're rubbing it, when you're anxious as consciousness. Um, yeah. So all of these things are, are here for us. And, and like our current paradigm, this current control system, like tells us, no, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and, and we're, know, and yeah. we're really gullible as, as humanity. Like, I don't know. I think it's yeah. built in to these, <laughs> to these it's kind been, of receptors. I think it's really important to understand, you know, that there there like i said earlier like there is no equal duality in in true power like true spiritual power um like these master beings um they honor people's free will and they do not they don't they're not they understand the laws of the universe and the laws of karma so they're not imposing their will on others um, but they are there to help if they are sought, asked to help. Um, and, and, but in, if we were to compare these beings, which I, and I think there's so many of them, I think that the reality of the spirit world is that is like, a is hierarchical in the sense of, like knowledge and and wisdom and respect and so you know where we may have like our deceased friends and relatives who have entered into the spirit world um they're they're able to consult with their guides who who are more up the ladder from them and their guides are able to consult with their guides who are higher up the the ladder from them but it's all in a beautiful harmony of love and respect and wisdom. Um, and the, if we were to take, um, uh, any of these master beings, many that I've met or many that we've heard about and other people might hear about and compare them to any of the, anybody in this clown show world that we might think are these, these powerful, rich, powerful, esoteric, you know, we could think of like, Ooh, Alistair Crowley, that was a really bad guy. Right. 
No, these beings here are like little shriveled golem creatures with no true spiritual power. Their power is only in like deception. I mean, it's like if we could see the truth, we would have nothing but pity and remorse right. for these beings who, who through coercion, through trickery, through every every corrupt way possible are seeking to, you know, control and manipulate others. The, the harm they do themselves is, you know, is so great that we would. I'm with you on that. You know, I, I couldn't see, help. If we could I couldn't help but, but feel truth. that, you know, and a lot of people look at like, oh, like Hunter Biden, right? Dude, one look at that guy. I feel so fucking terrible for that oh, man just to be in the place that he's at in his heart and his soul oh dude. that's fucking dark dude it really is oh, you know what i mean gets, and it gets really 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 dark and and, and i think and, a lot and, of these and, and elites really kids and i think a lot of these kids of these elites or a lot of these next in lines like it's dude these people these they don't want to be here <laughs> you know what i mean like they're kind of yep. cast into it because of their bloodline and whatever else but i i mean I don't know. Maybe it's just my, because of my opinion on smoke and meth and crack and stuff. Like if you're doing that, you don't want to be here. It's pretty yeah, simple. Yeah, like yeah. if you're doing engaging in that activity, you are escapist to the max. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're, you're just trying to get on the other side of death's door, basically in my opinion. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, and it, it is sad though. It, 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 but like, I don't know that I would say that I want to pity like necessarily. I understand the feeling of pity, but like yeah, even extending think, it any think, of that energy is is too much yeah. for me i'm just like wow that's I, rough I'll you know basically you know it's like i think we have to be get thick skin and we have to flick one tear in that general direction and fucking move on and and we need to move into why we're here our spiritual growth our, our awareness our our shining our light to the world connecting that's with others up. with like mind and just getting it out there you know um and that's that's our mission that's you know it's like we just have to we just have to focus on that and and more so than focusing on the who's who of the little fucking demon class you know <laughs> right yeah no it's doubt just, it's it's hard though you know a, a lot of a lot of people in, in the community of of uh you know consciously aware individuals a lot of people are still stuck in this uh kind of very 3d understanding uh, of these power systems and things and um I, I but i do see it as like a process right like i had to get through the knowing what was going on until you know once i figured out and knew everything that was going on then it's like okay then i can approach yeah how to react all, to it it's, right like it's, it's important parts of the process but it, yeah it is it's a process and and you know every step is important but it's not it's like you can't climb a ladder and and carry every step with you you know you just gotta let go of the last one and and reach for the next one you know for sure man (laughs) definitely so so like on on the subject of of gray aliens and things uh and kind of the the underground and everything else like you all right you have like the hopi indian you know talking about the ant people and like if you if you looked at a gray alien you might think they look kind of insectish you know Um, yeah yeah. So, I know. so like, I, I wonder about that and, and like, well, well, here's, here's my thoughts on that. Cause I definitely have some thoughts on all that stuff is like, 
the word demon, D-E-A-M-O-N, in the Greek kind of understanding is like, there's all these beings of nature that are kind of in the, they're not in the physical realm and they're not in the, in the higher spiritual realm. They're kind of in the, they're, they're part of nature. You so know like the I mean? middle dwellers, I think I've been yeah, heard, heard in them a way. referred to as. Uh... Yeah, in a way. So it's like, so that would probably include, you know, um, elves, Sasquatch, maybe the ant people, the <laughs> right. group, whatever, the, the, the praying mantis people who supposedly work with esoteric elements of the government. Who knows? All these things. Fucking that's, dog, yeah, that's man, what I was going to ask you about was, was, do you think that uh, these different like personifications of these beings are just, you know, kind of in the ethereal, like, you know, when these people sit down to do their remote viewing, which we know, you know, we know the government's into that, right? Like remote oh, viewing yeah. and psychic phenomenon and everything else. So just like, uh, was it, was it Aleister Crowley that drew that demon lamb? Yeah, uh, the gray alien. And it looks, and it looks, yeah, just like a gray alien. So is it possible that they are communicating with these things and have since successfully built them bodies that they can much like with this Neuralink thing they want to do to people, uh, they can pull these, these things from other, uh, other states of being of consciousness and put them into these little bodies, these little gray alien bodies here. I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of like, <laughs> you my, know, you know, like I, I, do I think don't that there's some fishy, like genetic shit going on. Um, especially when you see like the grab for everybody's genetic material over the last 15 years, like at first it's like, Oh, ancestry.com, blah, blah, blah. You know, send us your DNA. Um, yeah. And, and then now you're finding out like BlackRock owns that stuff. (laughs) I I don't know. And we may never know, but I, I, I just think it's important that, you know, that we at all times, you know, we, we call on our higher protection. Uh, we try to connect with our higher, uh, spiritual guidance and we, you know, we, we love ourselves and we try to love others and we, we create a, you know, we be, we be of the good and the light. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. Through. So, so that being and, said, and then we don't really have to worry about all these, all these other things sure. are details that there's already been books written on. And so, maybe there's, so true, like when it comes to, I guess when it comes to gray aliens, uh, I guess, do you have love for them and what they represent then coming from a place of kind of like a love lens? Like, I don't if even they represent, know what, if I don't they re- even know what they are. You know, right. They seem, well, I mean, if they represent this technocratic, right? Like that's been leading our government. I don't want them on my basketball team. <laughs> right on. Right on. Well, the reason I ask is like, all right, if you look at like, for example, the Gaia network, right? It has these disclosure type stories and they talk about these gray aliens kind of being the, having the ability to li- exist outside of time, but being kind of like, kind of like the Gandalf, they set shit in motion. You know what I mean? Like they'll, they'll come down here and they'll, you know, drop some tech to us or whatever from, from outside of time. This is if that any of that's possible, but like, so if they are instituting like the change that humanity is deciding on, like, and then humanity's like, okay, yeah, we will take this and we will turn humans into human slash robots. So like humanity at a certain degree is making that decision. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll turn us all ourselves into robots. Um, 
and grow you guys some little bodies to fly around in your UFOs and stuff. Like, like, do you find it difficult to come from a place of not like loathing these creatures for instituting? Not really, because I, I just have to, I think that the only thing that really, um, because you know, it's like, uh, okay, I'll try to nutshell. This is so <laughs> in the, in the, um, in the, uh, Eastern Hindu um, Vedic um, telling of of eternity, right? They talk about the different yugas, the different ages, and right. and um and and by that, which is just, I think you know, that's the oldest, most. There's just a lot there, you know. Right. Yeah, no doubt. I've done way, some way digging back. into and that. I, it's, thought, it's I think profound. we are kind of in. We're in that Kali Yuga. The, the shortest of all ages, um, a very brief time in which the Asuras, the demon, the lowest, you know, are allowed to grab the steering wheel and kind of like, and um, make this whole world, make this whole everything really, really, really dark and corrupt. And I think that in the larger scheme of everything, um, it is an important thing that happens once in a great while and once in a great age and um and it is important for the evolution of all souls to gain that kind of discernment um because yes. it's like you know if you're in heaven all the time you have nothing to compare it absolutely to, you know? absolutely that's that's awesome dude that's kind of uh, yeah. a very similar so, but, look to to where i was at on that you nailed that dude, are right they on. powerful <laughs> Are they powerful? Do they have the power to maintain control? No, I don't think so at all. And I think that that is depicted in all the, um, all of the kind of ancient, um, statues when you see like Lord Krishna and he's just reposed of like an absolute bliss and relaxation while holding down this like little demon dude with like one toe, you know, right. <laughs> right. Keeping yeah, no doubt, the universe. Dude keeping the universe in true and true harmony and balance. And so, so, I mean, I just think that that's, I think that's the, that's the mentality I try to keep on it all, you know, and, sure. and everything else is just kind of the movie, you know, and the yeah, movie's not no over. Doubt. So it, did you notice you know, that uh, they've started referring to just about everything and everyone as a bad actor or theater? Uh, like uh, everybody's a bad actor all of a sudden uh, like this yeah, just started. Are. This just started, and, and they are, and but they've started using this phrase in everything, mass media, everything, everywhere, always referring to such and such or so and so as a bad actor, and and I mean, if they are not telling us, they're they're not telling us, but they're they're fucking telling us, man, they're telling us flat out to our faces. Oh, I know. Listen, and nobody's listening. Um, but that that brings me to like another kind of kind of interesting kind of subject that kind of goes with the alien thing. And that's like non-playable characters. Uh, people attribute certain people's behavior yeah, like to, right, to, to being, you know, us being in a simulation and these are just programs, but I've, I've also seen them referred to as programmed people, uh, programmed life forms. Right. Um, and, and I think that this is realistic too. When you look at the technology we have and how it's, you know, mind bending, you know, just watching TV or, you know what I mean? Just listening to the radio and these subliminal tones and all this other stuff they use to, you know, influence you. But do, do you, how do you feel about like, there are people out there like imprinted programmed 
but like without souls. I, I don't believe that they don't have souls personally, but uh, yeah, I, I don't necessarily do it. I don't believe that either. I think that's a weird, um, weird concept. I think that um, if we look at, you know, like I, I try to follow like, or I have for a long time, you know, observed like the work of some like uh, clairvoyance and stuff and how they'll, you know, do really some of them. Like there's even on Netflix a show called Life After Death with Tyler Henry, this young, really beautiful guy um, who is a profound clairvoyant um and connects is always meeting people and delivering very clear messages from their deceased loved ones so concept that there's some people without a soul eh, i don't know i think that in in the really corrupt realms um i think there is a reality of of possession that is taking place um, where the soul of a person is kind of overwhelmed by alliances they have that are like spiritual and are also maybe soul spirits. There's, there's things, there's, there's things, but, but, but as far as like just automatons walking around, I, I've heard that I don't really, don't really ascribe to it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, man. It's it's I, a, saying- I, I just some people like they they're really reaching for this this uh synthetic explanation to life. Um, you know, personally I think that the like the technocratic life that they want for us, you know, um the half robot, I, I think that this is like not even a power grab. This is just the next thing to be created, right? Like some point in the past, you had our realm created from a greater previous existence somehow okay um from you could call it a greater force or whatever but something much larger than us created us and now we are uh you know center stage in a sense and and now it's our turn to create that just step fractal downward from us right so what do we do uh we create this two-dimensional realm that has uh, again, all of the aspects of our realm, but it's the only difference is it's created by us as opposed to being created by those that created us. So there's this weird like fractalization going on of reality itself, you know? Um, yeah. And I think there's an inverse. I think that there's an inverse um, nature to um, what we're being told. Like it's not ne- AI or whatever, all this stuff is never about um, making robots into humans. It's about turning humans into robots like in the sense of just like more programmable more programmable more controlled more controlled and you know it doesn't but but what what the whole like i don't the the whole i think it's important to realize that the the whole like evil empire whatever sith lords they don't have the create life life is Life is the fine creation. No, right. um, so I just, I just don't know. It's like, it's like to me, it's, a, it's just too much of a stretch of the old imagination to like to really extend these people's power farther than it really. 
Right. Well, see what I, what I kind of see, no. what I kind of see it as is, is possibly, and you know, more than likely a repeat of what has happened in the past. Um, but just, I don't know, like the, the way I look at it is like, okay, if, if we're living in, in a realm in this bubble, right. And, and apparently based on the ice core samples, the oxygen's getting less and less, you know what I mean? Like certain vital things that we need to exist are becoming less and less available. Um, on top of that, you have signs in the past of larger people and then larger people before them. So going back, you have like the shrinking happening of like people, animals, technology, right? Like it looks to me like giant temple complexes were actual circuit boards in the past at some point. So like technology shrunk down. Now it's in the palm of our hand. Now we've shrunk reality down. Now that reality is sitting in the palm of our hand, you know, in a video game or uh, in an RPG, you have this entire like realm that doesn't physically exist because that's the next fractal down, right? Like, um, like we're, we're a lot of people look at it. Like we're on the lowest level of heaven, the highest level of hell. So we're, we're Midgard, you know, we're the middle ground. And, and so uh, frequently like beneath us is, is going to be, you know, these, these other realms, like this other realm, this computing realm that, that we dive into uh, ones and zeros and whatever. But um, like, I, I can't help but see it as just kind of this natural flow, like this, this natural flow of the fractal. Like um, if you ever seen fractal art, how it's ever kind of ever shifting, you know what I mean? And kind of like folds back into itself in a weird way. But uh, yeah, it just reminds me of that. Very kind of. Hey, psychedelic I'm sorry. We, okay, there. Yeah, you're cutting out. <laughs> no, I was yeah. just just talking oh, about just that, that flow, you know, that that flow of of, yeah. of life and like the ever shifting thing, yeah. and and like Can you looking hold on at one, hold on, yeah, no hold worries, on one dude. second, okay, for sure, one second, just one second. Oh, power's on. Okay. Uh, yeah. Here, it's, it's all it's, it's okay there we go <laughs> down at the cabin oh, no problem okay i'm back <laughs> right on no worries man well looks like you got some beautiful sky out there yeah. today we've uh we've got our oh, government man. clouds here it's so gorgeous here yeah it's really uh it's really just a just I'm grateful, grateful to be here. But, That's awesome, um, brother. But yeah, anyway, gathering thoughts. Well, um, I know that I know that was a lot, uh, but it's just um, yeah. You were talking like yeah, we're kind of Midgard, highest level of hell, lowest level of heaven, and and yeah, it's it's a choose your own adventure. You know, it's like you you, you know people can live in absolute hellish realms here, or they can live in absolute heavenly realms, and and um but our you know we have so i just think it's just important in those people to wake up in their own process and journey to that we have so much power individually and god-given power and, you know um just it's it's who we are and it's in our nature and um and we have that uh, just to be claimed it's like we have our birthright you know and all of the beauty and all the all the all the abilities that we can grow into all the things that are true about life and so also true for us you know 
For sure. So do you think it takes getting to a point where where essentially like I don't want to say like you just don't care, but you just completely stop feeding your energy to this system, right? That's around us. Like we all live inside of it. You know what I mean? We we all exist on this plane where where this system is existing right now. But like, mm-hmm. do you feel do you feel like there's a way to kind of I don't know, at least uh, attempt to divorce yourself from from that whole yeah, structure. Well, I mean, like most people can't just, get here's out. Here's just a small example. Here's just a small example. Is like you know, it's like uh, I looked at. I've looked into so many of the of the um, false flag events. You know, um, the work of James Fetzer, who who totally exposed all of the school shootings. I looked into all the nine eleven truth stuff looked into all this stuff so much that um that anytime there's a new one whatever you know i just don't even right, like, it's like like the most recent one <laughs> yeah like yeah it, I, it, i'm not i'm not you know i just don't even i don't even it's like did it did it did it not you know there's people the truth is all over this world there are people uh going without and starving and getting shot and killed and fucking raped and every horrible horrible thing is happening every day all over you know and great things are happening too um but no one it's like uh you know i don't know I yeah just, there's nobody there's I nobody so uh, I talking about the I fun and awesome things i know that i don't <laughs> i don't really feed in emotionally to the 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 spectacle of what we're told what everyone you know in our in the in the mainstream of fear porn reality it's like the next thing to freak out about the next thing i just completely ignore that shit um and i think that yeah that's an important place for people to get to um you know talk i would like to talk also kind of more um on like the spiritual growth level um and my process and my journey is that, you know, one thing that definitely um, was, a I feel like a, a, a big part of me getting to the place where I started having out-of-body experiences was one, knowing that that stuff is possible. Um, I've talked before about how, you know, I first found out that that stuff was possible from my grandfather who is really cool dude. And he was telling me about, you know, when I was like 15, 16, he's, he started t- just telling me about how he had, uh, practiced to have out of body experiences in, in action. And had, he told me about one that he had. And, um, and that I was like, wow, that was the first time I'd ever he- heard about that. So it kind of opened my mind up to the reality of, of the, of those things being possible. Um, so knowing that it, uh, understanding that it's a possibility um kind of opens a big door that's extremely extremely important i think and 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 then also uh the the you know we as i understand things now as i see things now our body mind it's all one you know like it's all one thing and so the the actual like cleansing of the toxins in our in our in our physical system is, is, is really important. I got into a lot of, um, studying a lot of kind of cleansing stuff and, uh, fasting. And so, um, 
like my first profound out-of-body experience happened, you know, shortly after uh, doing some pretty heavy-duty cleansing and fasting. Um, and, and so I think that that's, those things are really, really important in, in, in kind of tapping into your own, uh, abilities, you know? For sure. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I knew, I noticed a major difference when I, you know, made sure I was having clean water is like the biggest one. Um, especially if you live anywhere on this planet, cause everywhere they've got, you know, fluoride and different chemicals. Um, mm-hmm. so like that was a big one. Um, and I've talked to a couple people about this, but like eating light. So like eating things that are touched by the sun, you know, the, yeah. uh, the fruits and, and different vegetables. Um, and, and so kind of, uh, but I, I think that it's like, it's learning to understand also that you're, you're gaining more than just those calories. Like you're also gaining that life, you know, like w- once you kind of switch yeah. your, your understanding to like, okay, I'm accumulating life force that I can then use, you know, whether like in meditation or like in your experience, like projecting. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that that's important. Like knowing that you're able to receive that energy, right. And hold it like is, yeah. is like not something we're taught about. It's far from it's not, anything it's not. that we're and, taught, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of times I don't really, I, I hesitate from talking too much about, um, diet because it's just, uh, it just, it's, it's just like exhausting this, this, this world of, of everyone and their fucking opinion about diet and thinking you want to hear about it. So I hesitate from like talking much about it, but I, I've under, I've gone through a transitionary process of kind of like not being such a consumer, not thinking that I lack and because they're really, you know, the fact is that most, most people would say you're crazy and, and totally not believe you or whatever is that there are and have been many, many breatharians, right? We don't. And it is, it is, it is, if it's true for one, it's true for all. It really is. That's how I see it. And so I, I'm not trying to be a breatharian or anything, but I think that everything that we've been taught about diet and nutrition is a load of shit. To prove that to myself. And so, um, I, so I look at it like, what is true? Well, we, what can I verify? What do I believe? You know, I believe that, you know, living water that is in fresh, um, fresh organic produce, that is, um, profound nutrition that we, we, you know, our, our scientific world would never measure our scientific world only measures like dead things. You know, they don't, they don't look at life and they don't talk about life. Um, um, and so, you know, just, uh, just, just totally changing the mindset on diet and nutrition. Um, you know, I mean, even the term calorie, even the term calorie is, is a, is a dead, uh, you know, measurable aspect of something yeah. that was once alive. It's, it's fragmented down into fat sugars and, and carbohydrates. And those are all pieces of, of the larger whole, which was, you know, the plant itself or 
the exactly. food itself. I mean, so from my, from my perspective and this, I'll try to say this because I actually think it's hilarious is that I think that most people are walking around getting no nutrition whatsoever and existing wholly off. I think the only real nutrition they're really getting is through the air that they breathe and the sunlight that touches their skin. You know, they're, 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 they're walking around eating completely dead and lifeless stuff just to kind of get a feeling just of to, fullness. yeah, just to fill when, that when your hole. stomach is really full, it kind of presses against your solar plexus, which kind of numbs the, you know, the emotional sense of emptiness or the, the physical sense a lot of what we learn in fasting is that the the feeling of hunger in your stomach it only lasts for like a day or two, but largely what that feeling of hunger and emptiness in the stomach is is that the second that your your body is uh, not processing uh, digesting food, which takes so much energy, our body goes into a kind of a cleansing process of like cleaning out the dead matter and cells and undigestible things and processing it through the stomach. And so, so anyways, um, we, I think that people just eat to eat three times a day to stop that kind of that feeling where they don't understand what the feeling is. And, um, and they, you know, they're just, we're just filled with oh we've yeah we've definitely been taught to just feed our faces and like then you have the bread at the bottom of the food pyramid where bread is basically you're just eating wood chips like like that's all bread is you know when, no, when you I look at bread it's just it, it's uh yeah, it's, it's just a filler and and that's why they push it to everybody like yes it smells good while it's baking and it's delicious every now and again but you don't need three quarters of your diet to be starches and and ground up plant right like you just ground up dead dry yeah. plant that has like nothing for you. It's not green. It's not yeah. no minerals. They have to uh, enrich the bread, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Before you even eat it. So it has literally yeah. nothing for you. And we've all been taught so, to have that as yeah. the corner of our foundation. So I think it's kind of hilarious. If, if what if the truth is, is that most everyone out there, all these normie people are kind of actually breatharians without even knowing it. You know, like the only place that they really get actual life force that sustains them day in and day out is through, you know, breathing and sunlight hitting their skin. Yeah, just or just me, just the water, you know, breaking the molecules in the water they drink or. Yeah, exactly. It's, exactly. Yeah. And it's it's interesting, like, because, I, you know, I've I've gotten a, a hydrogen generator, a hydrogen water generator. And I can feel the difference in, in, in that type of nutrient, right? Like this, yeah, I want to get one of those. This gas, right? That, yeah. That, so it's just breaking the water and freeing up the molecules so that then I can digest it. So, man, what a big difference with like energy level, inflammation, different things, right? And that's not even from a food. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's just no, no, a, a modified water. So, you have these places that used to be basically where a lot of cathedrals and, and things are built. They had these living water springs um, yeah. in them. And, and these were like holy places, you know, these were, yeah. these were some of the reasons that these places were built. These, you know, monumental uh, kind of just beautiful structures on top of these springs. Yeah. 
you know, does seem to be. I mean, it's it's profound to see all all of that stuff, and it does it does make sense. I mean, it of course it you know paints an absolutely different understanding of even recent history. But hey, you know, well, and and that's a big argument that people have have kind of had uh, is this argument about how recently were people breatharian um because you know there's there's just a lot to it and it's more than just the whole uh restrooms where are the restrooms in their buildings kind of thing um because of course you, you could have out- outhouses so that that like destroys that whole breatharian argument but a lot of what i'm looking at in in the breatharian argument is the progress of like the progress of understanding uh, the way that things would have had to have been built up with different through different experiences of people just to get to where we have a point where just where they could build a, a freight train, a steam train, right? Like there's a lot of parts that have to be perfected to have that, or, you know what I mean? To have a, an electric motor or something. There's a lot of thought that goes into this. And like, we're all so hip to like saying, Oh, this one person thought all of that up. I don't think it's like that at all. I think these things go way back, like many cycles, even, you know, um, to be lost and rediscovered um, and, and then reimagined, right. Or re-inspired. So, well, many, many inventors, many inventors will uh, talk about how, you know, uh, a a thing will just entirely be shown to them. You know, like there's a, um, are you familiar with a guy who does the whole uh, thrive videos it sounds familiar, and um, I, I know he's, he's a wealthy guy. Uh, I think he he's got a really amazing um, interview on um, the higher side chats. Um, but if you look up Thrive, he's made a few videos. But anyways, he works with um, with some inventors and tries to keep them safe, like in their inventions of like free energy technology and stuff right okay i know who you're talking about now yeah yeah he he talks about how you know one of his uh one of these guys who created a free energy technology is just a a guy with no education in remote africa and he just kind of taught himself electronics basic electronics and then and then kind of just had the whole vision just given to him basically of how to build uh, free energy technology. And so I think that a lot of times that, you know, where does, where does technology come from? A lot of times it comes from that kind of spiritual connection that, that an individual can have where so much can be kind of shown to them and they can piece it together, you know, for sure. And you know, that definitely speaks to, to this concept of this Akashic record, right? Like that's, that's also another part of, of like, another part of the new we'll call it new age but woo woo people like to throw woo woo around when they, you talk about the akashic record and source of inspiration right like um i think a lot of people take for granted how inspiration works or even the thought process just if you stop and think for a moment wow what the hell's really going on right now am i how am i talking to myself inside of a space that doesn't exist within you know what I mean? This physical body that's actually just energy. Oh, like it's so mind blowing. Just the the process of actually thinking. I mean that. I mean you have to attribute some part of it to I being. Relate with, I relate with that heavily in the sense that like for for a long long time, I've I've been into writing, 
uh, mostly poetry. I've gotten into doing stand-up comedy recently, but um, but in my process of writing, like uh, poetry, for example, it, it it's it's almost like it's just handed, you know, like bit by bit. And I'm like, ooh, and I write it down, and then I write it down, and then I write it down, and then at the end, it kind of sums itself up, and I'm like, damn, it's in, you know. But who's <laughs> right. the author? You know. What I mean? My, yeah. maybe my higher my higher soul um my higher mind or other guides working with me i don't know but uh, it definitely you know it definitely feels like that kind of that, that like it's being dishanded over right right no doubt dude i'm with you on uh, that would and- you, could i could i uh share a poem with you absolutely absolutely i'd love that all right, because it's, you know, I, I have many poems that are very much relate to everything that we, we talk we talk about. And stuff. That's awesome, dude. I'm so this one is this one is called The Case. And I'm going to I'll just do this for memory. But um, the accuser and walk the road where there are no keys. You might have to start over because you just cut out right at the beginning. I'll have you start over. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Okay. All right. Go for it. The case. The accuser and the accused walk a dirt road where there are no keys. Handcuffed to each other. That's how it goes. The accuser and the accused handcuffed to each other walk a dirt road where there are no keys. 10,000 years pass, and the argument is the same. With warehouses of evidence filling file cabinets in alphabetic order, as the only judge continues shining sunlight on all the plants. The one-year jury with smug assumptions and other importance in the matter realized. Oh, no. Cut out. Oh man, we're gonna have to pick that one back up here. Hello. Hey, the the Wi-Fi gods are are hating on you today. You, you cut. Oh out. yeah, they don't want to hear my poem. Uh. <laughs> oh man, but you're coming in really clear now. So, okay. All right. More. How oh, until you, until you started talking. <laughs> yeah, you you just keep cutting Hello. out. I don't know if it's where you're where you're at or. Cause you're on the islands out there or what's going on, but huh. that's, I've been around yeah, the same place. Let me, yeah. um, okay. Well, see, now right, you're I'll... fine. Now you're fine. You're all yeah. green barred up, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> all right. So it goes like this. Um, the accuser handcuffed to the accused walk a dirt road where there are no keys. 10,000 years pass, the argument is the same. With warehouses of evidence filling file cabinets in alphabetic order, as the only judge continues shining sunlight on all the plants. The one-eyed witnesses with fat tongues and bald spots caused when their own hair died of boredom from hearing their redundant thoughts all of them testify with wailing fervent drool 
the one-eared jury with smug assumptions of their importance in the matter never realize that they're only staring into their into a mirror their poor hearts continue to beat like a drum in a forever empty damp dance hall the lawyers arrive and depart in sleek midnight cars with smiles as practiced as their golf swing they're like doctors who keep the cure a secret because the sickness is so profitable as all the lusty spectators look on longing to fill the empty place with money the empty place caused when their soul departs like a teenager finally leaving an abusive household that's it i love it dude that's awesome they you've got a gift for painting a, a picture in the one's mind's eye i love it and that's that's incredible though to you know it's not often that i speak with somebody who's able to regard inspiration from that kind of lens of of basically putting your ego aside and realizing hey this is beyond my my physical uh you know name embossed self body here on this earth you know what i mean like um there have been times when i've sat down at my computer and an hour and a half later i have an entire episode of me ranting and i don't even you know yeah. it's just kind of in a state and and um <clears throat> sometimes like some of the best information the most like valuable i feel like to others comes through me in those moments like there was one it was like very early on where i'm so talking quickly about too yeah very quickly like i mean it's like the, the fucking you're winded so you're winded afterwards you you're like whoa yeah. <laughs> yeah and and so mm -hmm. like it's it's um and, and you know there are some groups of like i don't know christians and spiritual groupings that would say that uh unless you're praying right like here's Speaking a big common tongue. thing right <laughs> unless you're praying uh to to you know such and such god or whatever then when you have these moments of like intuition and things oh you're being possessed right it's a misleading demon like everything to certain groups of people becomes yeah, becomes like a lucifer you know everything becomes all right it's just because it brings idea, you enlightenment because it brings you enlightenment therefore it must be the light bearer slash lucifer so they've got this like clever kind of rerouting back to darkness of, yeah. of inspiration and, and yeah and it's frustrating you know it's very frustrating when you're trying to approach the world with light you know what i mean and be a light worker yeah. and and kind of uh help other people raise their kind of themselves up but you keep running into this thing where everyone thinks everything's fucking evil. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, like so, this system has been I like know, masterful, it, you know, it, it's just, yeah, the fear of evil and everything, the whole fear porn. I mean, that's another thing talking about childhood, you know, that, that really was fucking insane to me was, um, uh, for a brief period of time, I, I went to a Christian school because in like third grade because here in hawaii the public schools are so rough if you're a little white yeah we're like one in one white kid per hundred you know hawaiian and brown brown folk and like dude it was brutal so that the but at the christian school is brutal too because they're they're like wait you you to me and my brother like you boys haven't heard about the devil and hell 
you don't know, you haven't been baptized, you know, and oh, oh my gosh, well, here's what's going to happen. You know, you're going to, you're going to fucking burn in fire forever. And we're like, what the hell? It was just insane. <laughs> you know? right. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm with <laughs> you, man. Bold shit like that by adults, you know? Right. right. Yeah. And, and, um, and having trust and belief in them, you know, it's just insanity, but, <laughs> um, oh man, I'm having fun. But, uh, but yeah, no, it is, it is really funny. And, you know, there are a lot of people in the truth movements who still hang on to that really kind of Christian bent where they want to make it all biblical and everything and Hey, teach their own. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to tell someone else how to party, but, uh, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't really care about it. Um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where if it is a structured, created uh, you know, segregated system, then it's part of the system. If it is a system of, of thought or a system of belief, then yeah. it is built by somebody. Okay. Oh, it is a system built by somebody. It's not so much like I'm all for the content. You know what I mean? I'm all for the, the spiritual yeah. growth and the, the moral compass. And you know what I mean? All of these things that, that are, you know, mm-hmm. inherently embedded within religion, but there's this systematic nature of it, of controlling your soul and your beliefs, and then therefore your intention, you know, that, that is, yeah, it's genius. It's absolutely no, I mean, genius, I, I, you know, yeah. um, and it's implemented really well. They've done a very fantastic job of, of instilling this institution, you know? Um, and, and so like, but like through that respect for it, I also have the understanding of what it is. Right. And, and, and like mm-hmm. up until, you know, up until the, the concept and story of uh, essentially of Christ, right? We didn't have a very personified concept of evil, right? Um, all of a sudden, you know, Jesus is battling Satan or is tempted by Satan and Satan has center stage once more after being null and void ever since the creation story, right? Like there's not really any, mm-hmm. there's not really any, any, any input from from satan as a being as a mm-hmm. person in the entire bulk of like spiritual mm-hmm. content it's like not really there like it's mm-hmm. it's an understood subliminal thing like the dark like your your dark passenger right like you, we all have one you know um instead they've turned mm-hmm. it into like hey there's this outside guy you know with horns and and all this and that um who who is actually kind of orchestrating all this darkness or, or whatever. And, and man, I I'll tell you, I do, I do a phenomenal job. I do an amazing job at orchestrating my own darkness. I don't think I need an outside, (laughs) an outside entity, you know, to, to uh, set that all into motion for me. And I think a lot of people kind of turn their power off by denying that they are creating their own darkness. Like, whether, you know, most of the time it's inadvertently, right? Like, I don't know that I've ever consciously created my own darkness, but I definitely can see how I've made the situations uh, impose themselves, like, for myself, <laughs> you know? Um, sure. So I, I think that's another thing. Like, you take away, you take God out of it, right? Like, yeah, spinning, spinning ball earth in space, no God, meaningless existence. And then you take away the person's power by kind of suggesting there's this outside entity or a group of, yeah. of creatures that that are uh 
essentially eliminating your, your free will to to be to be bright right like oh yeah. you know you're you, you've got to battle the devil so you know that sets you back a peg or whatever when really yeah. like if you just stop participating with that system that involves the devil like it kind of goes away um i i've actually noticed that it's weird that if i pray to a certain deity right i will oftentimes get opposite negative feedback from the opposing deity and and i don't know to each his own everybody has a different thing you know what i mean but like if i am for example praying to to jesus christ one day generally speaking within that same day i will have a very strange experience of the dark side of what that praying to jesus entails Mm. So it, it'll be a very stereotypical kind of demonic moment. And it's ever just that flash of a moment. But I, I think that it, it kind of comes on the back of recognizing that whole system. It, it's the craziest mm. thing. Um, and I don't know. It could just mean, you know, I've got something that likes to follow me around and, and be a trickster like we all do. Um, it could just be a, an inner psyche thing of me knowing that I'm admitting my powerlessness by extending, you know what I mean? Some uh, mm. offer for help from one of these entities, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, it doesn't seem to happen when I, when I call for my guidance or, you know, ask questions or, yeah. or any of this. Um, it seems to be almost seated in the fear of it happening at all to begin with. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but, sure. but, you know, sure. just having that inherent fear that goes along with being raised a Christian being taught yeah. all the hell yeah. and all of the chaos of, of, you know, the doom scenario and uh, how you'd better be this or that, or you're, you're going to burn or so, I mean, that's very deep seated trauma, I think. Um, it is. It and is. I, and I mean, and then having a little compassion for, for oneself, it, that's some, that's some fucking trauma, you know, that's some <laughs> real, real crazy shit. Um, but you know, I was just thinking too about, you know, it's funny, funny is, um, is concepts of good and evil, you know? And, um, and I think, like I said earlier, that I've, I've really come more and more into the understanding that, that there is no duality in that way. There's only the one, there's only one truth and one power. And that is like light, you know, as, as an example of it, the, the darkness does not stop the light, you know? Right. Um, there's only there's only div- the good divinity there's only the one true power of life that is our nature of who we are that is is that is the re- the greater reality um and but anyways uh this kind of, this is the funny part is um the i had an out of body experience where i uh talked met and talked with uh sasquatch Oh, it was nice. actually three Sasquatch, but only one of them spoke to me. And it was, it was a really profound, all kind of just nutshell. It was, uh, <laughs> what, what he said to me, this, the elder Sasquatch of the three, they were all three males, but the, the elder one said to me, he said, and he was very like, anyways, but he, he they're very intense, extremely intense. Um, energy but he said to me he's like you need he said you just you need to understand this he said we are in no way he's like we're not evil that's all you need to understand 
you know and they and i was like okay got it and they just turned around <laughs> and, and left <laughs> you um, just need to know sam we're we're yeah we're, we're good we're good bro chill <laughs> yeah we're not just we're not evil you know that's awesome and um that was very really cool that was a really cool out of body experience where just before meeting with them, I ran, I met with my, um, my stepfather who had, had passed away maybe a year before that or something. And, and me and him were really close. So it was really cool to meet up with him and he is all, you know, looking good again. I've met when I met with several people who've passed away, they're, they're back in a younger form, you know, in the spirit world. And so he was back in a younger form, looking healthy and everything and fit. So me and my stepfather, we just kind of, I saw him and we just hugged and wrestled and shit. And it was really fun, you know? That's amazing. Dude, I, I love then, that. And man. then I met, and then I left, I, I parted ways with him and I took a, went kind of cruising out through the area where I lived at and out of my body and. And that's when I ran into the Sasquatch, the three Sasquatch. <laughs> that's amazing, man. And, and, you know, it's, it's so interesting um, just to, just to comprehend and think about the different types of consciousness, right. Um, the different personalities, like as many different personalities as there are like on earth amongst humans, like, dude, just multiply that like times itself over and over again like through all these different like layers of reality and like sasquatch is one um i definitely get that vibe from sasquatch that there's more to this uh if it was just a creature living in the forest or something they would have like hunted him down and let us know about it and like you know what i mean flaunted all that shit so there's there's definitely something more to it in order to be like hidden to the extent that it is um, national parks created around these areas where in my opinion i think these were like uh old very spiritual areas right that possibly have some underground structure that isn't completely destroyed and these guys live in, in like communities you know what i mean like uh, they do yeah possibly within the earth because like there's there's suggestions to these like giant hairy men as being um as being like rock trolls like like stone based mm. uh uh giants right the stone giants or something mm. and, and so i find that kind of interesting and then like all these these uh places these like uh, national parks they're you know what i mean like you can't get in or out except through one gate you know what i mean like everything's yeah. pretty controlled around all of these places but then you like know, lots of people are missing West, so lived in the northwest for a long time um i you know um up around oregon and washington state and i man i had i had about three um close encounters with them um just because they are they they are i think they honor free will as well to a large degree if they can help it like in a way they know if you know about them and if you're open to encountering them i think that that raises your the likelihood of you encountering them like a hundred million fold um you know me and my best friend uh there's this place up near mount adams in washington um and we it's just uh they called it the dark divide because it's just a vast vast forested area that you know there's 
like one or two roads into and no one goes there. But yeah, we were, we've been surrounded by set. We were surrounded by Sasquatch one night, all night long. It was awesome. It was so cool. <laughs> and we didn't, we didn't feel like we we're being told to leave or anything. We brought, um, we brought apples and we, we, one of them, we cored out and stuffed it with peanut butter. And so we set the apples up on these, balanced them on these rocks near our campsite. And they were, they were pretty, you know, exactly balanced you know they could if you touch them they could go rolling off or whatever so right after it got dark i was like let's go look at that and you know we hadn't heard anything but we went down there and the apple with the peanut butter had been taken and the other apples had been moved and balanced on other rocks that we didn't set them on <laughs> so it was just an amazing moment of like realizing that they're communicating with us and that they're they're actually there already and, you know, um, and then all night long, they're just surrounding us, making all their, the younger ones were really excited about making all their calls. You know, they have so many different sounds and screams and calls that they can make and, um, really fun. Just, it was so much fun. That's incredible. I, I love yeah. hearing stories about encounters with these creatures. It, you know, I, I've, ever since I was a kid, when they came out with, uh, Harry and the Henderson's. You know, yeah. like I just knew something was up about that. You know what I mean? Like something, yeah. something was very different about that. And, um, kind of also, uh, gosh, I mean, it just, there are certain things that resonate with you, like as a person, as a soul, I don't know if it's like genetic memory, you know what I mean? Cause like when I was that young, I had never seen any other references to Bigfoot, you know, or, or anything like that. Yeah. Maybe that video that that dude captured way back in the seventies, but that was like it, you know? Um, yeah. so why would it feel so familiar? You know what I mean? Why would it feel, uh, yeah. unless like in our genetics, you go way back and we're hanging out with these large hairy giants, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Right. And I think that that could very well be the case. Um, there's also like this crazy argument that's also just as valid that all time is happening at the current moment you know, and that, that linear time is an illusion and it's all happening now. And that's how time travel works. It's just jumping to mm. that, that vibration, you know, mm. <laughs> in that moment. Uh, I don't know exactly how it all works, but, um, but yeah, it's wild. Personally, like personally, I'm a big believer uh, in scale when it, when you think about uh, higher dimensions, lower dimensions, I, I think a lot about scale you know, um, that we are possibly the quarks and things within, uh, an even larger sized atom. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you just keep going outward and, and keep going inward and it's just infinite, you know, toroidal donut of infinity, <laughs> like just kind of doing its thing. And, and like, depending on what lessons maybe we need to learn or, you know, uh, what we decide with our like little soul group, where we want to go and how we want to do things. We, we go to a different kind of grid coordinate, I guess you could call it within the like larger whole of, of existence. So mm -hmm. it's, it's like crazy. And, and there's a lot of argument over the shape, you know, of the earth. And um, I mean, to me, it looks pretty flat uh, to most people. It's been called pretty flat, but like you take into account that like double slit experiment, where they basically show if there's nobody watching the light wave, it will always stay a wave. It will never like, it will never register as a particle um, okay. and, until it's observed. So, yeah. 
So that's just kind of telling us that none of this shit exists unless we're looking at it anyway, <laughs> which is its own uh-huh. kind of like mind blowing thing. Like, oh, well, then I guess it could be a sphere if I'm not looking at it. You know what I mean? Like, so it's hard to yeah. get into that argument with people about like, is it? I just don't think that any. I just don't think anyone's uh, getting off it, you know, and uh, and turning around and taking a picture of it. That that to me is just you know the uh, yeah that's the the hardest thing i've seen this really like black and white supposed picture from actually outside of the realm and it looks like a terrarium so you know it's probably just a scale model or something of you know what i mean of the realm but it it legit looks like it could have very well been taken from outside of like the dome like it's far enough back that you could see this dome structure you could see kind of the clouds within it but i think it was a, a fake but you know, when you start thinking about scale, uh, it could be anything like really, it could be a lot different when you adjust scale and go up and we are, say we are within an atom, you know, of this larger, grander scale, uh, it would be very different. Think about the energy that we already know is within the atoms in our scale, right? So how much more energy would be included in a particle in a grander scale? Mm-hmm. So would like, and then my mind goes crazy. Yeah. With I that. Think, yeah. My mind starts so, yeah. thinking magic. You know what, what I mean? Are, what are like important points, important milestone points in the region? I think that um, a major one is to um, transcend all illusions of uh, lack in the sense of like, you know, being, being a consumer because we've been educated and, and that we that we lack that we need that we you know that we're right, lacking, right we're lacking we're lacking we're lacking and to enter more into an unawareness oh no well that's the uh the link up across the country cross-country link down re-establishing bloop bloop connection re-establishing yeah. bloop Okay. Connection reestablished? Question Can you hear one? me? Connection reestablished. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we got you back. Uh, okay. Dude, yeah, I'm with, yeah, I'm with you about, about the... Anyway, I was just kind of saying, like, as far as, like, you know, Scarcity, the abundance man. that is... Yeah. Yeah. To look at all the evidence, like, in, in nature that 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 everything is a... Everything is a um, uh, what is the term like? Everything represents everything else. So in nature, we see that you know one one ear of organic corn, you know, yeah, it's, fra- any it's, the fra- it's a fractal of all of the seeds and then all of the fields. Thousands and-, and thousands. There's there's enough seed on in one of anything to create so many of there's this abundant nature with you know with nature there's this there's this model of abundance and and oh the model of abundance of nature is what got between us (laughs) you gotta love that man as soon as you start talking abundance it's like nope we're not having it guys you 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 pushed yeah. all the other envelopes and got away with it, but you're not talking abundance. You know, God forbid, yeah. God forbid you talk about abundance. That's that's that just goes to show you though, the yeah, algorithm totally. is paying attention <laughs> to us trying to uh, school people on on the grandeur of 
of the anonymity yeah. in in an ad. I just you know it's like yeah you know <laughs> it's like what a little peeping tom little little creep like the whole nature of this realm it's like what a bunch of little creeps like little like cuckold window watching peeping toms like get a life you know <laughs> well yeah and, know. and then you you even figure if they even set and programmed a machine to do all of that like voyeurism for them that's even crazier man and they call us crazy yeah. for for yeah. wanting yeah. to uh reach our mind's eye out into this other thing they call us voyeurs or taboo you know from wanting to reach into the ether but meanwhile through the digital thing they're doing the same shit that they, you know, don't want anyone else to do back at us. So it's like, you kind of take yeah. what you can get. And, uh, you know, but once you realize that there is no scarcity, like your mindset has, yeah. has implemented that for you. Like, you know, you accepting such yeah. and such, you know, along the, like you accepting this job, right. By accepting a job, you get paid such amount. You are accepting yeah no more than that. So you are settling for that scarcity. Like, but if you accept that job and then decide, Hey, yeah, I within a, within a matrix of created a right, lot of, there's a lot decide, of created decide, yeah, you know, within the money. Take, yeah. That too. Oh, for sure. It's, I mean, it's all created. Um, and it, and it also creates this paradigm where like you are somehow for one reason or another, you are at war with your neighbor who has opposite skill set and opposite um, assets that you do that maybe in a, in a ideal life, you'd get along with your neighbor. You guys would share knowledge. You would share, you know, supplies. And if you have just a few of those type of neighbors around you and you all do something a little different then boom, you're self-sufficient. So they need to make sure that you have a certain belief system and your neighbor mm -hmm. It has another belief system. And so that's why you go into town, small town America, you go into town and what do you have? You have the Pentecostal, you have, you know, the, yeah. uh, the Baptist, you have um, Latter-day Saints, you have, uh, uh, you know, maybe sprinkle a little Amish in there. You have, you know what I mean? You have all of these different things, right? And, and a vast majority of them yeah. are all centered around one book, but it's just different what outlooks on that one book. And so therefore you and your entire neighborhood, all your different neighbors are divided. And who is it that, that zones these buildings in your hometown? This is going to be the Masonic group, yeah. right? So you, in every town you have yeah. a Masonic temple. It's usually on the main street, like right dead center in main street. Um, mm -hmm. You have that. And they're the ones that, that initially did all the zoning and the planning for the, the grid lines in the city. So that's why in like mm -hmm. each little corner, you have a different subgroup of religion, <laughs> you know, and, and like, it's mm -hmm. all just to, to pry the community apart. Right. Whereas back in the past, the community yeah. came together into the center of town. Uh, whereas now the courthouse used to probably be a formal meeting building. And you know what I mean? These sure. greater things maybe took place, but you look at, you look at what people, you people of their own accord will do. Like if you look at all all more tribal and aboriginal groups all over the world like looking at the you know looking at the the work of joseph campbell kind of studying all all different tribes and they all kind of we all humans left to our what we do 
we always do the kind of the same thing, you know, there's, 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 you know, there is, it's just very different when, when humanity, because I believe in humanity, I believe in who we are truly, you know, and I think that, you know, we have humanity, like, yes, we have our floods and our different levels and we're learning how to cooperate, but uh, I think that there is a big evidence that you know, left left to our own and not utterly controlled by some nasty other force. We we create a life that is is healthier and, and to be healthy for everyone, you know, involved, whether the and that's in how the elderly are cared for and that's in how the children are raised and that's how you know that right. is yeah, what it humanity seems, does of it definitely seemed core. it seems like that that was uh was the case at some point in the past there or there was at least a sufficient group of people. in every in every well it was in every single tribe around the world in every in every indigenous grouping of people of maybe a, a thousand over here and several thousand over there or just a few hundred over here or there, you know, they all kind of were similar in that nature, I feel. Well, and see, some would say, well, that's, that's extremely Marxist or uh, communist of you to say that, but realistically that's how it works with uh, smaller well, people. Don't know people. What they're talking about, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, I, just, I just, I just really don't know. It's just, because what do we have now and what i mean it's like it's like don't even know what are we in what do we have right now this is just is some or to me just like i really it's neither they're not really much spiritual you know yeah, de- definitely. Did, um, did I make? I don't know if I changed. Uh, you, you cut out for a second there, but yeah, that we're just in this. We're in this treadmill. You know what I mean? Like we're in this hamster wheel uh, of uh, of an existence, kind of right now. This hamster wheel. We're just we're just getting nowhere. We're just kind of tune turning this wheel. Uh, we're turning this wheel for these people, and in, in order to like generate a select few that then go on to create for these people. So, but Seb cut out again here. So we'll just wait a second and get him back on here. Oh yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I could, I could hear you a little bit. I could hear you a little bit now, but yeah, you dropped off again. But uh, so so like this whole thing that we're dealing with, it, it seems a lot of the time, it seems like a giant hamster wheel, you know, like you're getting nowhere. Um, Yeah. Until you kind of like, I don't know for me until I started to look within and go, well, why am I feeling? And and this is like a lot of us, a lot of people have therapists and the therapist asks you the questions, you know, how does that make you feel and and so on? Uh, I I think it's less important to have somebody ask you those questions is more important to ask those yourself. Um, You know, ask those of yourself. How does this make me feel? Um, You know, how does this control system or what's going on in politics? How does this make me feel and why? Uh, and then if it makes you feel some kind of way and you, you're not able to do anything with that, anything productive, 
then you have to learn to throw it away. You know, you have to learn to throw that animosity away or that, uh, or even forgive that person for being a complete piece of shit. Like, you know, forgive the the president for being a complete weirdo pedophile. You know what I mean? Just move on and don't think about the guy anymore. But in order to not think about it, you, you do have to, to some degree, kind of extend forgiveness, uh, compassion, love, all of these other things. Like, um, I used to think it was like, all right, ignorance is yeah. bliss and that you could just kind of turn a blind eye to everything. But you really kind of can't. You're going to see all the stuff going on. You're going to see all the chaos. You're going to hear all of the people, you know what I mean? Bitching each other back and forth. And, and you can't really just outright ignore it without addressing it first, you know? And like our culture is such that we don't, we can't address anything, you know, we're, we're like immediately censored. Um, and, and then like this frustrates people. This makes people feel like they're on a, on a wheel, you know, um, to no avail because to some degree we haven't been taught to, like be introspective. You know what I mean? We we've all been taught to analyze the shit out of what other people are saying, or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Really break into what the politics of the day are or what this uh, superstar is doing, but we haven't been shown how to like, look at ourselves. You know, we, we go to therapy to have somebody else look at us. You know, we, we go to this group because we want to have other people sure. reflect to us, but we don't, we don't use our own encounters with other people as a process of reflection ourselves. And then like that leads to like this weird downfall where you have like self-loathing, you have a lot of like self-pity, um, a, a lot of like major self-worth issues. I, I think that like the age we live in right now can be like earmarked in the books by like self-worth issues, you know, just put a little tab there <laughs> and, and you can file like this entire last like 40 years over self-worth issues. Yeah, totally. And I, an, an enormous amount of loneliness thrown in the mix, you know? Definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely. And, and that comes boredom. from the, the genius. And just, and just boredom and just kind of a, <laughs> a sense of being lost, you know? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, especially kind of doing this. Kind of going back to that space thing, man. You, you, you know, you get that drilled into you from a young age and. Dude, I never felt so lonely as I did looking at like slides of a certain planet or something when I was younger. Right. Like, dude, you're just imagining being out at like in nothing, you know? Um, and, and so gotta say, I'm kind of glad the flat earth movement came along and kind of shook the shook the trees and rattled a bunch of us, you know, low-hanging fruit out of the tree. Me too. But uh yeah, dude. Yeah. So it's it's so amazing to to have caught up with you. And dude, I'm looking forward to to getting into it with you a little bit more about the astral realm and things uh, on the next time around. We'll probably tie this one up here uh, in about a moment, but I'll chat with you for a minute afterward. But do you have a do you have a profile or or somewhere that that people could find you? Um, the best and easiest is if you find me on Instagram, it's, um, Sebtastic, C-E-B-S-T-I-C. Um, and we're friends on there, but, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing stand-up comedy now. So I'll, I post my stand-up comedy on there a lot. Um, it's pretty much the only thing I post on there right now, Sweet. but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my ducks in a row and I'd love to talk with you, Randy, about this, uh, but I'm trying to get my ducks in a row to kind of start my own little 
podcast that I can awesome, man. just do yeah, the same dude. thing as you, man. Interview dude, that's, people that's that I want awesome. to talk I'm, with. I'm, I'm absolutely in love with, with the opportunity that has, has come from me kind of getting out of my own way. It, it's crazy. Like a year ago, Seb, like I wasn't the type of person to reach out to anybody way in my weird little like comfort bubble, you know, being very standoffish, sure. although I was new to the recovery side of things. So I was like pretty newly sober a, a couple of years ago. And so like, that was its own mm-hmm. weird awkwardness, you know, um, I had this weird sure. thing about, are people going to listen to what I have to say, knowing the past that I have. Then I started sure. to realize meeting all these different people, we all have this very similar kind of past and upbringing because of the system imposed on us. It's not necessarily yeah. any of our faults, uh, that we fell into, you know, these other, these other paths because they're, they're thrown at us from all angles, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, you can, you, you can be going down your, your life, uh, completely devoid of like negative people or influence. Uh, you have something happen like, uh, like you have an injury, you go to a doctor who you trust and they get you hooked on medications. Next, next thing, you know, you're oh, a heroin yeah. addict. Um, next thing you know, you can't find heroin, you're on meth and so on and so forth. It goes down this large, huge dark yeah. road. And like, they give us everything we need to create our own like doom. You know, um, I was kind of talking uh, you know, oh, yeah. about that, but like something that we can do to, to help uncreate our own doom is something like I feel like I do with my podcast and, and I'm really stoked to be chatting with you today. It's been like a couple of weeks since I've talked to anybody. It's been like kind of rough and stuff going on. Um, so I appreciate you coming on and everything, dude. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's amazing, man, to reach out and speak with someone. And I want to definitely get with you again on maybe like uh, some of the process of how you do the, yeah the out of body stuff um we might do that on a personal note or you could share with the folks on another episode if you'd like yeah but, i'm down and, um, i'm so curious about that and you know i'm i'm hoping that at some point in the near future i can get out of my own weird fear space <laughs> about that you know um i still have this kind of weird lingering fear of like what if i don't make it back or Maybe it's just a performance anxiety issue. You know, all men have those, right? So, you know, I might just be like, I might just be like, okay, what if I, what if I can't, what if I can't get it, you know, get it pushed out there, you know? (laughs) Like, so there's a lot of that human, very human stuff going on. So I'm curious about the process and we'll have to get into that. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll just, we'll wrap this up. I'll chat with you for a minute here. And this has been another Red Thread podcast. Thank you all for listening. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening, joining us on this. Uh, never-ending journey, right? Kind of like the never-ending story. There's always more interesting things, different characters and situations going on. Are we really on the back of a turtle? I don't know. But if I find out, guess what? That means you'll all find out too. So, you know, stay tuned and and plugged in to the possibilities. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at randomfrats. That's R-A-N-D-O-M-F-R-A-C-T-S. And you can find my podcast on Podbean and Spotify, as well as Podcast Addict. Thank you so much again for all of your support and for tuning in. And uh, live in love, y'all. Live in love.